You're listening to episode number 46 of the Brain BS Podcast, Preparing Emotionally for the Holidays. Welcome to the Brain BS Podcast, where you will learn how to recognize when the BS detector in your brain is sounding off and how to use that knowledge to get what you want out of life. Now here is your host, certified life coach from the Life Coach School and podcast newbie extraordinaire, Maureen Kafkas from MK Coach LLC. Hello and welcome back to the Brain BS Podcast. It is Monday evening. It's already pitch black outside and it's not even five o'clock. So thank you, uh, Daylight Savings. I'm adjusting. It is kind of, I don't know. I kind of don't like it, but whatever. We talked about this before. It's time to accept it, right? That's me complaining about it's not going to change it. But so let's talk a little bit um, about the brain BS that comes up with preparing for the holidays. We're going to talk about that in the podcast today about the emotional preparation. But what about just like, you know, how COVID has changed so many things and so many traditions that went on for a really long time. I used to go to Ohio every year for Thanksgiving for as long as I can remember and uh, spend it with my family. And because of COVID, we didn't do that. And then it just kind of disbanded. And now we're on to new traditions. So it's kind of... I mean, I'm going to be in Santa Barbara, so I'm looking forward to that. It's beautiful weather, and I love it out there, and I love our friends there, and we'll get to see the girls and spend the holiday with them. But it's kind of different. Like, you know, that was always the time I got to see my family, and it was one of my favorite holidays. But it was also, like, a lot. It was like you always had to fly there, and there was always issues related to the weather and you know, flying into Cleveland in the snow and driving to Youngstown. So, and then getting a hotel room and having a place to stay and packing all this stuff and getting on the plane and coming home afterwards. And always, you know, we used to go for the whole weekend, but then we shortened that. And then we had to start getting back um, on Friday so that we would be there um, for the Ohio State-Michigan game. So I would be back and I wouldn't miss any of it. That became a priority and a, a reason for us to come back on Fridays after a long time of being there on Friday. So it just slowly kind of dwindled down. I guess that's just like life, right? It was time for a change and we're making that change, but it still feels a little odd. And there's still a part of me that's kind of sad that we're not doing it. But let me just tell you, it was a giant group of people. So if I was like feeling um, anxious or or my energy just felt off, or there was tension with other family members and stuff, it could be really challenging at times. So I guess I'm not going to miss that part of it. And we're just going to create different times to see one another, which would be nice, especially if we don't have to do it um, when it's cold out, and I don't have to worry about snow and travel and all that kind of stuff. So... um, Let's see what other brain BS. Well, so I'm getting ready to um, make our, by the time you hear this, who knows where I'll be because everything's so in advance, but I am, um, well, no, actually this is coming out tomorrow. So it's not that crazy. I will be heading to Santa Barbara. So I'm getting into my whole mindset of what I have to do when I leave, getting used to the idea that I'm not going to be here for the dogs and that, you know, the longer, the trips we take out there and the more often we go, the more likely that maybe something could happen when I'm not around. 
It's not stuff that I really want to think about, but it's stuff that keeps popping up in my head. So I was thinking about it today. I'm like, is this a good thing that I'm so self-aware or is it kind of bad that it's like right in my face? (laughs) Um, But I think the answer to that is a little bit of both. So yeah, I got it packed. I got to get all my things figured out. I got my nails done yesterday, so I don't have to worry about that. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Change of scenery and um, getting getting back out there to the mountains and the ocean and hiking and our swimming pool and watching sports outside. There's a lot of good football games coming up. So anyway, I'm getting myself all excited now. But all right, so let's um, let's switch gears now and let's talk about the episode today, which is preparing emotionally for the holidays. We're going to explore how to handle holiday gatherings in a way that can work for us. Now, I could include a lot of information here, but I'm choosing to focus on just a few things for the purpose of this post because, you know, time constraints and people don't want to be reading a novel. So first, we'll look at the importance of being accountable in our relationships and taking responsibility for our emotional health. Then we're going to look at how this begins with our relationship with ourselves and why that must be our number one priority. Then we will discuss the advantage of looking at every interaction as an opportunity for personal growth and why we must do that if we want to put our best foot forward this holiday season. Okay, let's start with accountability and responsibility in relation to our emotional health. As humans with brains, we like to blame everybody else for the way we're feeling. Our brains actually prefer to be in victim mode because it feels comfortable and safe to us especially when we are hanging out with our family of origin. Why is that? Well, mostly because we have brain filters that have been in place for a very long time that sort of dictate our role in our families. Those filters translate to habitual patterns and negative behaviors that we resort to for years, even decades, if we do not become self-aware. And actually in families, we do this collectively, which is... um, you know, always a lot of fun. So we usually don't see our own behavior as clearly as we see our loved ones, which is where mirroring comes in. Mirroring is when we see our own behavior reflected in those around us. This is the universe's way of helping us to see things about ourselves that our brain is trying to hide from us. For example, I might think a sibling is being super judgmental about an opinion I have and get upset by that. But here's the thing. When I determine that somebody else is being very judgmental and critical, I too am being judgmental and critical of them. So you see how this works? Whenever we're triggered by somebody else's behavior, it's because we are capable of doing the same thing. But we just are not acknowledging that. If we do not acknowledge our faults and imperfections, we cannot be accountable for them. So in terms of responsibility, we alone are responsible for our emotional state. We have a very long history with our families and usually many unresolved issues that have not been addressed over the years. We tend to squash down anything that would require us to initiate an uncomfortable conversation and oftentimes will incorporate an avoidant approach instead so we do not rock the boat. This can lead to resentment and pent-up emotions over the years that become embedded in our subconscious and impact our relationships with loved ones. When this happens, we are basically being programmed by our past and living in automatic mode instead of living consciously. What do I mean by that? I mean we have to live our lives from an awakened state of self-awareness if we want to create the results we desire. 
We must learn how to manage our minds and choose thoughts on purpose that work for us. Our thoughts create feelings, those lead to actions, and that's how we get our results. Therefore, in order to take responsibility for our emotional state, we must start with self-awareness and reprogramming our subconscious. All right, let's look at why our relationship with ourselves is so important when we get around other people. It's important to understand that in order to have a successful relationship with other humans, we must first cultivate a kind and loving relationship with ourselves. We must practice self-care daily to stay in alignment with our higher selves. What does that look like? Well, for beginners, a balanced diet and regular exercise is helpful. Limiting alcohol and unhealthy foods and daily meditation can help promote peace of mind and a kinder outlook on life. Probably not a good idea to show up at the event with a hangover and a really bad mood. And then from a less physical standpoint, we have to be willing to make ourselves and our needs a priority at times. We cannot just keep people pleasing and saying yes when we really mean no. For example, we cannot agree to bring the turkey this year if we're short on cash and cannot afford it. We cannot say we are happy to make all of the desserts if we we really prefer to just make one. We cannot accept the invitation to share the holiday with others if we really prefer to be somewhere else but are just too afraid to say that. We have to be able to set clear boundaries and reinforce them. We must honor ourselves and have our own backs, and sometimes this means we must experience the discomfort that comes with being honest and authentic. The reason why this is so important is we oftentimes think it's other people's behavior that bothers us and upsets us, but really it's who we become in those situations that cause us to suffer. We don't like being a phony people pleaser who is afraid to stand up for ourselves for fear of what other people might think of us. In fact, it's so unpleasant that we are not even aware that that is the problem because our brain is shielding us from that that fault about ourselves. The last point I want to make about the importance of our relationship with ourselves is that if we do not love ourselves and accept our limitations, we will never believe that anybody else does. It doesn't matter How much our family and friends might love us, we will never believe it if we do not feel that same way about ourselves. When we look at it this way, making ourselves a priority and learning how to truly cultivate self-love is the most selfless thing we can do in the long run. I'll just stop for a minute. You probably heard that iPad going off. That's Bob's iPad. Whenever he gets a phone call, I get it on the iPad (laughs) at home while he's at work. Um, So sorry about that. All right, so now that we've talked about taking responsibility for our emotions and the importance of self-love, I want to talk a little bit about how to reframe the way we think about family time. I don't know about you, but there were times over the years when I dreaded going home for the holidays for various reasons. It could have been that I gained weight and I felt gross and fat. It could have been that I was still single in my late 30s with no prospects in sight and I didn't want to talk about my dating life with everyone. It could have been that I had a recent tiff with a family member and did not want to have to confront them. I could go on and on with all the brain BS that can cause us pain and suffering when we're getting ready to go see our family during the holidays. The thoughts feel so real when we are experiencing them that we forget that they are not factual and even more importantly, that they are optional. If you notice, however, you would not be having the thoughts I've listed here if you loved yourself. All of those negative thoughts that I had over the years were because I did not have a loving relationship with myself back then. Once you cultivate that, you're ready to take on anything that comes up over the holidays, I promise. 
This brings me a very important practice that can help us to change the way we look at anything challenging or what we perceive to be negative. If we can look at each and every one of those situations and the people who help to create them as an opportunity to experience personal growth, it sort of changes everything, doesn't it? Instead of dreading uncomfortable situations or confrontations with people where we might fear feeling a little awkward, we can get curious about the situation or person and figure out how it can help us to grow. Let me give you a few scenarios to illustrate what I'm talking about. Let's say you get to your sister-in-law's home for the holidays and there's a lot of hustle and bustle going on. When you arrive to the scene, it suddenly gets very quiet. In the past, this might have triggered fears and worries that they had been talking about you and that maybe you did something wrong without even being aware of it. Kind of goes back to those filters I mention all the time. However, with the new mindset that every situation in person is an opportunity to grow, we can instead get curious about what is happening in our brain. The first thing we would do is identify the brain filter that is being triggered and distance ourselves from the associated emotion. We become the observer of the thought and don't buy into it for a second. This is where we choose between reacting or responding. And trust me when I tell you, responding is always the way to go. We respond after we hold space for our fellow humans. I just talked about that in a recent podcast and give them a benefit of a doubt. We envision all the possible scenarios that could have led to the behaviors witnessed and decide to make the reason work in our favor since we know it is optional. We're just making up stories, so let's make it a good one. This permits us to emit a more positive frequency to our families, and that's what we attract back to us. So a good question to ask yourself here if you're getting stuck and unable to believe a positive thought or let go of being right. Ask yourself, would you rather be right or would you rather be happy? The only way that we ever suffer is because we're believing the brain BS being offered to us by our ego. Let's look at another example of how every situation is an opportunity to grow. In this scenario, we're heading to our parents' house for the annual Thanksgiving dinner. We were assigned to bring the sweet potatoes and a dessert and have them in the car with us. In our subconscious mode, we have not even arrived at the house yet and are already ruminating about how one of our siblings never brings anything to contribute to the meal or helps clean up afterwards. We start to think back to previous holidays where this pattern started and how it repeats itself every year. We think about whose fault it is that this has been able to continue and we beat ourselves up for our inability to speak up and set limits with this person. We talk about it with our spouse on the way there to the family celebration, complaining, and then they reinforce our right to be resentful toward this person. This sounds like a delightful way to start the holiday, doesn't it? If we look at the situation as an opportunity to grow, we'll address it quite differently. First off, we'll stay present in the moment and not ruminate about stuff that has happened in the past. Instead of complaining to our our spouse about that sibling, we will instead give that brother the benefit of a doubt and assume he is just ignorant or clueless at best. Now, I want to be clear here. Just because we are looking at it positively does not mean we are just going to accept unacceptable behaviors. In this case, if we're looking to grow, we might have to muster the courage to call that sibling out on their behavior, and that could be quite uncomfortable. We don't have to do this with anger or judgment. In fact, we can use humor, and I recommend that you do whenever possible. 
we can make some sort of joke about easy street and that times are changing. Or maybe we don't joke and we just say, this year you're going to help with the dishes, dude. Usually, when we permit something to happen over and over again, is because we do not want to experience the discomfort that comes with speaking up. Speaking up and having our own backs, though, is essential for cultivating a loving relationship with ourselves. If we're full of resentment and too chicken to say anything, that is not going to raise our vibration or attract positive stuff back to us. It does not matter what the situation is. We can always choose to learn from it, and we should. That way, when something bad or unpleasant is happening, we can switch gears to figure out the lesson instead of wallowing in the negativity. In conclusion, it's always a good idea to prepare emotionally for the holidays. We need to be accountable for our own behavior and take responsibility for our emotional state. We must practice good self-care and make our needs a priority at times. Cultivating a loving relationship with ourselves and holding space for our loved ones ensures that we're in a good place to respond to them instead of reacting negatively out of habit. It is also helpful to remember that every situation and every human we encounter is an opportunity for personal growth. So I just want to wrap up this podcast by offering again a free 60-minute consult. I can help you get ready for the holiday. I'm guessing that if you could emotionally prepare for the holiday on your own, you would have done it a long time ago. So let me help you. Sign up. We'll do a quick consult. I have some time this week. We also have going into next week. And then we also have Christmas and all the holidays after that. Think about it. Think about what it is um, that causes you the most stress around the holiday. And try to figure out how you can reframe it in a way that works for you. I hope you learned something valuable here today. I will see you next episode. If you like what you heard here today, I would like to ask you to subscribe to the Brain BS podcast. Give me a review of five and share it with everybody you know. You can also go to my website, www.thebrainbs.com and check out what I'm all about and how I can possibly help you. If you're ready, you can sign up for a free 60-minute consult or join my private Facebook group called The Brain BS Group where we dig into all this stuff a little bit deeper. Lastly, always remember, the only thing standing between you and the life you want is your brain BS.